Hey guys, welcome to the XP bar. Uh, we've converted it into a bunker because these are the times we live in. We live in the Lysol economy. How is that treating you, Michael? Oh, I'm pretty good. You know, my job keep means I have to kind of be plugged into all the happenings <laughs> with the, the death virus. So Yeah, you check the Johns Hopkins map. I on the rig. love that little dashboard. Yep, yep. I watch the numbers go up and down all the time. <laughs> Uh, Christian, it's at least are... daily at this point. <laughs> Christian, how are you doing? Good. That's good. You've survived so far. Yep. That's good. Uh, Bev is alive, you guys. She was just really bored last time, but she's back. Mm. Hi, Bev. Christian, when I ask you about video games, you know, it's like coming home, man. It's like opening the door and the fire is burning and there's a rug. And then I can be like, Christian... How's video games going? They're going good. Did you get an Xbox? I did. I did get an Xbox One X. Not oh. series, but just X. Okay. How's that Why? working out, my guy? Wonderfully. It's okay. very pleasant. You don't mind the I, interface? Uh, I think they updated it recently. Oh, did they? I, I think I, I got... There was news like three or four days ago saying they updated the interface again. For Christian. I, I still can't figure out where anything is. It took me like five minutes to figure out where the games were that, I, the were, that I was downloading. Game yeah. Pass interface is wonderful, though. Yeah. That's nice. You just, it's got the Game Pass button. You press it, and then... <laughs> and then game happen yes, to you. Yes, it's got all the Game Pass games. It's great, because okay. they also market Game Pass as find your new favorite. And the fact that they bubble up... Just a complete alphabetical sorting of all of it. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Put those big AAA tier titles towards the bottom <laughs> because they begin with W yeah. and yeah, yeah, let yeah. those indies <laughs> claim those top few spots in the A's. Yeah, dude. IDARB knew what they were doing 10 years they ago. Did. <laughs> they did. I love it. Okay. Sorry, my question. I have questions. Yes. Yeah, I have two questions. One. What are you getting out of the Xbox One X that you weren't getting out of a normal Xbox mm -hmm. One? And have you found your new favorite? Mm -hmm. I haven't found my new favorite, unfortunately. <sighs> um, oh. What I do get out of an Xbox One X, I guess, is uh, native compatibility with my 4K TV. So whenever you know i i want to play like they've got a couple x enhanced games like red dead redemption where mm -hmm. they up res those to like a native 4k i'll be able to take advantage of that on my nice set and also <laughs> uh it's a it's a good place it's just like psychologically i couldn't find it in myself to buy a regular xbox one like s or original knowing that oh. it how anemic it is in terms of performance i couldn't oh. I couldn't make myself do that. So now I know that I have both a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X so that I can kind of pick and choose which performance road I want to go down hmm. at any point in the future. <laughs> Mr. Ivory Tower over here with his good consoles. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? This generation sucks, by the way, of consoles. <laughs> it seems so weird to me 
that you listed off three Xbox Ones in the same sentence. True. And that's not no, that's not a, that's not a a fault with what you said, Christian. As much as yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like a weird conceptual thing that like we have three fucking Xbox Ones. No, we have two, Michael. Because wait, what do we have? Uh, Ten days after the Xbox One came out, they said, "Oops." This don't work no more. Games don't run on this because we're not developing for it. it. Sucks. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it, Michael. Hmm. Is it's that like... what happened? Is that why we didn't get any like Xbox One games? Oh, I don't know. Is that why they had all these like exclusives that just never happened? You don't know. No, I'm smushing. Remember time Scalebound? Together. I do remember Scalebound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. This generation was just... It's just very frustrating to have the console and be like, well, you didn't get the good one. Yeah. So you can't really play these games because these games don't really run on the console you have. Even though Mm -hmm. it's a PlayStation 4, Mm -hmm. it has the name of the console on it, but it ain't the good one. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm put off by it. I am too. I'm not chuffed at all about it, to be honest. Uh, me too, sir. Me too. <laughs> Christian, what is the lap of luxury like? Do you just get home and you're like, ah, yep. Mm-hmm. Native Feed me grapes as I turn on the <laughs> Xbox One X. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's browse this entire collection of digital games I have access to. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what will I play? It is great. It is great. I filled up my Xbox One X hard drive on day one with a bunch of Game Pass crap. It is great. Loving it. Uh, Ray Replay, first thing I installed. Nice. Nice. And I absolutely adore it. I think putting achievements in old games is my fetish. It's gross. (laughs) So, you know, I'm still in Rare's 1983 catalog because I've spent the past 10, 15 hours playing Jetpack and Lunar Jetman. Okay. And enjoying every minute of it because I am rewarded for my efforts with stamps in order to unlock exclusive behind the scenes videos. <laughs> yep. And yep. achievement points. Yep. And a lot of those suckers are rares, man. And <laughs> the nice rare achievement where it does a little diamond. Thumbs up. Diamonds Wait. on my end as well when that happens, Christian. Wink. Yeah. Wink. I Wait. feel ya. So wait, this is uh, this is a function of the rare collection, right? I'm sorry, did I miss something? It is rare. Uh, on the Xbox One, <laughs> if you get an achievement that has what, like, less than twenty percent of people, or that's something? Right, right, right. So they're it's... they're just adding achievements to old games, or is this a function of whatever collection you're playing? Oh, it's the collection. It's rare replay where they put the right, achievements okay. in there. Yep. Too many okay. Rares okay. So, have. so it's not like they're throwing Metal Slug up on the Xbox <sighs> One and you're getting Dude, achievements for. They totally uh, are. Cool. Yes. Are they, they are. They totally are. Okay. Okay. You know, I didn't. I didn't look. So I had a little brother over. Uh, we uh-huh. played through the entirety of Metal Slug X on Xbox nice. One because it was included in Game Pass. And Metal Slug is one of my favorite franchises. It's kind of funny. I've got a very big soft spot for SNK stuff like that. But I am only familiar with SNK stuff like that because of a GameTap subscription. Hell yeah. Where I would play them on a keyboard with <laughs> the arrow keys and like Z and X in a browser window. <laughs> and I would play Super Base- or 2020 Super Baseball, Baseball Stars 2, and a bunch of Metal Slug 
Uh, and Neo Turf Masters. Yeah. Just tell the cows come home, man. Hell yeah. They just put so much time and effort in those animations, and I just love that highly detailed sprite work. I love it so much. So, yeah, played through Metal Slug X yesterday with the little brother, and it was a good time, but the the unfortunate reality is, is that they emulated it for accuracy, and that means the frame rate is complete trash. Nice. So, I guess I'm on the part of history where you should make that thing run better, please, because I don't want a slideshow when I'm just trying to play through Metal Slug X. Philosophical differences going on right here. Yeah. Ooh. That's funny. I just want to play through Metal Slug X, have a grand old time. Yeah. I don't want the one boss fight to take 20 minutes instead of 10 because we're firing missiles and the game just basically stops. Okay. Okay. And they can't just. If there was an option to toggle (laughs) that, that would be great. Yeah. But there is not, unfortunately. Was it on PS4 Pro? It's like performance or. (laughs) visuals exactly yes and so i'm playing on this nice xbox one x (laughs) a metal slug game an snk game that basically can't run in many sections because i'm playing two players and firing a bunch of things everywhere and it was an eyesore for to some extent it was a slog but it did not mitigate Mm. screw you michael marco uh did you get the rocket launcher Ooh, no, there's a lawn chair. What's uh which one's Metal Slug X? What are we talking here? I don't know. I don't know. I think well. this is I think it's a remake of Metal Slug One. I could be Ooh, wrong, but I believe okay. that's what it is. Because I remember on Game Tap I went through like all of them in order. I was like one, two, three, four, five, and then Jeez. X. And then in X I was like, this is just one again, so I'm not gonna play it. Fair. But here we are. It's a great old time. It's like two hours of just running and shooting crap. It's a very yeah. difficult arcade hmm. game. So you're meant to die over and over and over again. But you just spam, what is it, left bumper is like the enter credit button, and then you're good. Oh. You play through the game and have fun. Okay. Hmm. Okay. What? What? How many times the resolution do you think your TV is compared to what Metal Slug X runs at natively? Oh, boy. That's a good question. Well, <laughs> like a billion. 4K is four times 1080p. I don't know what okay. 1080p is in terms of whatever oh, <laughs> Neo Geo output. Yeah. Uh, let's go with, <laughs> sure, let's go 32 times. Nice. Hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. It's great. And then we also played through uh, 75% of Gears of War 1. Oh. Okay. In split screen multiplayer. Oh. It hasn't what? aged well, right? <laughs> I thought it was fine. I enjoyed oh, really? with it. Yeah. Oh, I weird. was enjoying okay. it. I, I look at it very similarly to the way I look at Resistance Fall of Man on the mm. PS3. It hmm. feels like those games could have come out like simultaneously. They've got that same very dark tone. They've got that same human body snatching alien invasion vibe to it. Straight, same dread. Same lack of color. Yeah. Same, just gruff dudes walking around and shooting crap. Very similar. Gears of War has a little bit more levity to it. Not much, but more levity, and I appreciate its creativity. I mean, I've played Resistance Fall of Man like to death at this point. 
probably like five times because my parents bought a PS3 on launch. It was one of the few PS3 launch titles. And so I just played over and over and over again. And it was split screen and it was co-op so that we didn't <laughs> have to, my little brother wouldn't beat me with a controller after I finished beating him. So we could play together Aww. and it would be fine. Thanks, Insomniac. You're welcome. But Did, uh... I, I pretty much, I pretty, pretty well enjoyed it, I'd say. Did hmm. one have the gun that could shoot through walls? Was that Resistance I, 1 or 2? Yes, Resistance 1 did have that. Yes, okay. the Augur, okay. I believe that was Yeah. Called. Yeah, you have played Resistance. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um, what made you stop playing Gears of War? Was it the part where you're on the truck with the light and you have to shoot the light at the bats? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> no, we made it well past that part. My brother okay. was a little disappointed. He wanted to do the truck driving, and unfortunately, <laughs> as player one, it gave me the role of the truck oh. driving. I did like that. I I like (laughs) the little parts where it makes you diverge and it makes you kind of do things on your own and you'll see each other poking out every now and then. Because Devil May Cry 5 does the same exact thing, except Hmm. that's just like randomly matching you with players and then you'll maybe see them off to the side for like a couple seconds and then it won't matter anymore. Yeah. Whereas here it's kind of cute. It feels like the game was almost built with co-op in mind, which is fascinating because I was initially intending to just plow through this game, you know, in a couple days by myself. But since he was over, I was like, well... You might as well, you know, suffer through this with me. I'm putting it on the hardest difficulty. I hope you understand. And so we went on our merry way. Bad brother, Christian. Yeah, that is one. Well, the nice thing is it lets you set separate difficulties. Uh, So I set it to hardest. He set it to easiest. And it seemed to be good. It seemed to be the only thing that really changed is that he took less damage because those suckers would just hyper aim onto you, man. Those guys got aimbot and they'll just shoot a bunch of shots into you the difference is that i would take two shots and die and then he could just walk around and do his merry thing whatever and then complain about them shooting him all the time nice uh but the enemies were also bullet sponges which is very unfortunate not a good pacing to it when you're playing on that hardest difficulty because you're just sitting there putting a full clip and a half into an enemy's head and then they finally die and it makes like every singular enemy just exhausting because it's like okay here you are. Unfortunately, you're one of the big ones, so I'm going to have to sit here and put two full clips into you, and that's just how it is, and I'm going to have to sit behind cover so the red symbol goes away after I'm done. Mm-hmm. But that's Gears of War, right? <laughs> did you there, say, aw, come on? There's, there's a specific... There's a part in that game. Because I was in the same boat, right? You know? I was. I had actually had the remake... Ooh. I was sitting there playing the remake in Xbox One. I yes. had it in the hardest difficulty because I was like, I'm going for the Chivo. Yeah. And uh, it's like about, I think, three-fourths of the way through. You're in this, like, courtyard. Yes. And it's like, get to the end, and you have 30 seconds. Yeah. And that was when I put the game down, and I haven't gone back. Ah, I see. I see. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate. I'd like to see it through to the end. That's uh, The Gears franchise is... One of the primary reasons why I got a 1X, so that Oof. I can play through Gears 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and Judgment Oof. in one, you know, in one package on one box. I'm dying. And, and Judgment, uh, he says. What is wrong yes, with you, absolutely. I gotta do it, man. I, <laughs> you know, don't. I was in high school, people were skipping school to play Gears of War Judgment, and I was sitting there twiddling my thumbs, being like, oh, I like Metal Gear Solid. And... You were right, Christian. I didn't get to experience that. No. And so I'm here. I'm here to experience it firsthand, Tucker. So that next time I'm at lunch and some weirdo is like, dude, I love Gears of War 2, I can nod approvingly. No one would ever say that. Instead of just shrugging. Okay. I say that 
No. Gears of War 2. I've never felt more distance from you two. And then 3. Oh, 3. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Hours on Horde mode in 3. Yes. Ooh. Mm. I'm yeah, excited for I you, Christian. <laughs> I'm excited I like this too. series. It's a very weird series. It's a little uneven, but I'm glad you're playing it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm in a weird spot because we stopped playing because we were playing for like 10 hours. And then mm. we are like, okay, we should probably stop now. And then... Uh, next day came around. It was like, well, I guess you're 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 going home now, pal. No more gears, I guess. So mm-hmm. now I'm in a weird spot where there's an achievement for finishing the game only in co-op, and that's going to be very uncomfortable and awkward if I play any mission single player because I looked in the chapter select menu and there's no indication, as far as I could tell, what difficulty or whether or not you completed a chapter in co-op. Chris, so yes. I have an Xbox One. Oh. Can we make that work or no? Yeah, I'm sure or we could. Can you just play with your brother via that method? Or does he not uh, have an Xbox? He does not have an Xbox. That's the problem. Ooh. Well, holler at me and I'll help you out if you need I will. That. I am I a will. liability. I feel like I'm, I'm all missing out. No, Michael, you're not because oh. Gears of War sucks and... Christian, mm-hmm. if you get to the end of these six identical games and you're like, this yeah. was pretty cool, I'm going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'll leave. I'm excited. Uh, Do you guys like waiting for an enemy to pop up from cover? Oh! I want you to I like tally rolling how much into people time. with shotguns and then rolling away and hoping I hit something. <laughs> That's what uh, the new one is in multiplayer still. Yeah, that's what it always is in multiplayer. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. yep. That's unfortunate. Remember when they made a trilogy of Gears of War games plus Judgment, and then (laughs) they gave it to a new studio, or however that worked, and then they had new characters, but the new characters were the children of the old characters, and then they brought the old (laughs) characters back. It's like Ew. Spy Kids. <laughs> it is like Spy Kids. It is like Spy Kids. Nice. That's my Gears War to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I largely got an Xbox, like I said, for it, for it, and I probably wouldn't have if the friggin' Gears remake port didn't run yeah. like trash on PC. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Phil Spencer. You made me buy an Xbox to play oh. Gears One. <laughs> it, it worked. It did. The system works. It was a long con for sure, but it really paid off in the end. They uh-huh. gotcha. They did. It uh, it does not have the thing it has on PC, right? Where you just click the button and it's like, here's what you're gonna play next, and it goes. Whoa. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like roll the dice. So. Whoa, what's that? Like that? I don't know. It's only on PC Game Pass for some reason, but it's just in the app. It's just like a it's a die icon, and you click oh. it, and then it just like. It does this animation where it's like flipping through Game Pass. What are you going to play yeah. next? Wow. iDarb. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Game Pass. You're pushing this iDarb, Tucker. Are they, are they right? <laughs> They're the number one game because they uh, have a, a hashtag at the yep. beginning of their name. It sucks. <laughs> uh, we also played a... Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Go ahead. Ask the question. This I was going to ask this question anyway in regards to Spotify, but oh. I think it applies here as well. I mean, with these services, right? We live in a society where we, for $15 a month, have access to... Okay, so say you're on Spotify. You have access to basically... And I say basically. I don't mean literally. I mean basically every song ever written. Mm. 
how do I you think even... it's got like a record contract yeah and isn't stomping on any certain like <laughs> copyright laws and stuff it has like, i can't get that all electric cover of bruce springsteen's nebraska but i can get normal oh. nebraska just fine you can get normal nebraska just fine but how do you as a person as a as a human with a brain that evolved years ago how do you even begin to decide what song to listen to when you have access to every song? Uh, I read reviews. I have a couple of radio stations I go through, and if I like the song, oh, it'll stick out, and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to listen to this full album. Okay, so you just say, I give up. artists I follow. You give up your humanity, and you say, algorithm, feed me music, and then you just listen to that. Not entirely. I'm looking stuff up. Maybe some days I'm like, I wonder what the indie rock scene in the former Yugoslavia, Yugoslavian republics is like. Okay. Okay. How how How's that working out? Uh, I listen to a, a lot of the same songs. Okay. Okay. But the options there, it's definitely more convenient than like iTunes and stuff like that and and having to compile it yourself and, mm. you know, you know. Not but, keeping massive terabyte hard drives of of flack files anymore. But I'm just talking about the existential crisis of you're listening to the wrong song. You are statistically listening to the wrong song, no matter mm-hmm. what song you listen to. Because with well, an I'm con- infinite mm-hmm. supply of music, it approaches zero, you know, if you take the the derivative of the Spotify music library, there's always a better song to be listening to, Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Sure. How does that not weigh on your soul, Michael? I don't know, because I like what I listen to. <sighs> I don't I don't understand why this is the existential crisis. <laughs> I feel like this is more acute for film or for video games mm. or books and stuff. Okay. Christian, how do you decide what Game Pass game to play? Uh... I think about the games that I have already been wanting to play okay, and then pick those. Okay. But it was wonderful <laughs> when I was having a brother over and then I was like, well, co-op stuff. So yeah. go on there. Okay, we'll play through Metal Slug. I'll download the Gears franchise because I wanted to play through those and we could probably play some of that. And then uh-huh. maybe an NBA 2K so he can see what the graphics look like because he likes basketball Ooh. and sweat. And then uh, <laughs> Human Fall Flat because that'll be a good kind of tone setter for the day. Co-op Tone setter. You played some of that Human Fall Flat. Yes. Did yeah. you find the music very unsuiting to what that game is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. In many occasions, yeah. It was depressing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Huh. Parts okay. of the game were depressing, but <laughs> yeah, like playing it. Yeah. I yep, get you. Exactly. Yep. Okay. There's a part where we had to, like, the game moves at a pretty good pace for the most part you're just solving dumb puzzles yeah and then you get to a part where there's you fly off a windmill onto an island and then you've got to get up over a ledge and they give you nothing but like a log and a big flat piece of wood and an anvil and i think you're supposed to create a ramp up to the ledge okay and good lord we spent like 45 minutes which was as much as we spent playing the rest of the game up to that point (laughs) trying to get this stupid ramp to work and what ended up happening was my brother like clipped on to the wood in a weird way and then yeah. it sent him flying really high. And so he got onto the ledge, triggered the checkpoint, 
And we finally got over that stupid spot. This is like a Half-Life 2 puzzle. Ah. Or something. You're talking. Um, okay. Can I hear your Half-Life opinions real quick? Sure. Because recently I did play through Half-Life 1, Half-Life 1 uh, Blue Shift, Half-Life 1 Opposing Force, and Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Because those are the Half-Life games I have not played through. And I've always wanted to have, you know, the full experience with the franchise and the imminent release of half-life alex gave me an excuse to do so oh uh how weird is it going back to half-life one at this point it's interesting it's very interesting because uh i told you guys i believe that half-life 2 was the one i grew up with my first exposure to half-life 2 was actually gary's mod so <laughs> I was like, oh okay so right. the, the okay. gravity gun is what you pick the things up with okay i know that yeah. and i was like well where's the blue gravity gun where you just move everything around and then oh, there it's is in a, there yeah there it is and i was yeah. expecting oh that's just something they modded in the game but funnily enough that made that payoff moment in half-life 2 kind <laughs> of even cooler yeah yeah because i was like whoa <laughs> This is real. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Half-Life 2 is the one that I always spent time with. And so playing Half-Life 1 has always been strange to me. Yeah. A very alien kind of experience. So I've been <laughs> like, oh, this is different. <laughs> is this a game? Exactly. I don't know. What is this? Okay. I don't yeah. I don't know. There's different enemies. What are these weird slug things that like run around and make sonic shock waves. <gasps> the little dog things? Yeah, these like, are not what? in Gary's mod. I cannot spawn these in Gary's mod. <laughs> what are these? I don't know what they are. They're Maybe freaky, they're... man. They're freaky. Yeah, they're like little sonic dogs. Uh... <laughs> they are. That's exactly <laughs> what they are. That's a great yeah. descriptor. Um, when I think Half-Life, mm-hmm. the thing that I think of is the crazy voice over the intercom. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Is that oh. in that game that much, or am I just like making a memory that doesn't exist? I think that sounds right. Are you talking about the lady voice over the intercom? No, I think I'm making okay. something up in my head. Carry okay. on. Sorry. All right. That's okay. Because all the voices are all garbled. They're like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel you. I okay. feel you. But yeah, playing through the original Half-Life in 2020 was actually kind of nice because I just spent, you know, the past month playing through 93, 94, Doom 1 and 2, and those, I feel, have not aged nearly as well as Half-Life 1 has. Huh. Because they've just got things figured out in a very cool way, that kind of presentation where it's all first person, we're not doing cuts on you, everything's from your perspective. And you're just kind of observing things. Yeah. And it's great. It's great because you pick up on a bunch of different things as you go along. You don't need any cutscenes where it arrests control from you and explains things to you. You can just kind of absorb it and figure it out. Where, you know, you start out in the lab. Everyone's addressing you as a doctor accordingly. And then you do the experiment. And then things go bad. And then it's just like, it's very isolated. But it's yeah. also very satisfying because of how kind of small scale it is. Very Aww. nice. You're just running through this building. You're trying to get out of it while aliens and some military force are trying to kill you. It's Gordon. Uh, did you feel that 
Well, it's kind of weird because, I mean, you grew up with two, but do you feel like two is kind of a step back then because two has so much of just someone talking to you while you stand there? Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Huh. I never thought about it that way, but I suppose you're right. I suppose there is a lot more standing around while someone talks to you in two than there is in one. But, yeah, I guess it never hindered the experience for me. Yeah. No, I love. I think it's. I think Half Life Two, though, with the context of one, is a very fascinating kind of sidestep for the franchise. I don't like the fact that Half Life Two takes place within like the same setting and whatever as one did. Like, there's references Hmm. to what Gordon did and all that stuff. Yes, exactly. They're like, "Oh, I was the scientist at Black Mesa. You did a great job back there." Or I was in Black Mesa. That was crazy. You made it out of there, man. (laughs) Yeah. I like the idea of it being like more of an anthology thing where G-Man plucks, you know, Gordon Freeman out of this dimension, plops him in another one. It's like, okay, yes, exactly. Yeah. Solve this yeah. problem now. Go, go, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to watch. Is that kind of what Halo became or not? Mm. Hmm. Like post three. I've only played four. Yeah. Hmm. I have can't say because i guess i don't understand that comparison here having never touched half-life is four master chief on a halo tangentially there's similar things happening i forget okay. the exact details oh okay. there's is the... it's not very memorable wherever you are but okay are the covenant it's very there? much within that same yeah but you see they're like covenant remnants who are loyalists <laughs> okay. to a different faction of the government covenant yeah you know okay yep. okay so you can still shoot the same aliens despite the fact that they're supposed to be your allies now and they we're the post war and... yeah okay that's not really what i'm talking about then okay sorry halo uh i get you though i get you. i mean yeah. two is much different in tone than one yeah they it's like a it's it's like children of men or something at some point. Mm. Uh, I kind of don't go to Ravenholm, Tucker. No, do not go to Ravenholm. Uh, two is kind of like self serious in a way that was really cool to me as a kid, but now yeah. is kind of like not yeah. as interesting, I guess, or something. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. It's about... got some subtext that I really like. Happily yeah, because. yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of which, what did you think of those expansions for one? Because I don't think I've actually played through those. Ooh. Blue Shift was fine. I think both expansions were developed by Gearbox with Randy Pitchford nice. assisting. He nice. was on the teams, I believe. So Blue Shift was fine. I felt like that's kind of like the expansion they just farted out because they realized <laughs> they needed to make an expansion. Yep. So you've got a couple of reused areas. You play as one of the security guards uh, trying to help ameliorate the situation and you shoot some more things. There's some pitch black sections that they threw in there that I didn't find very amusing <laughs> because I don't like the flashlight. I hate the flashlight. Yeah. Because I, it just <laughs> it breaks my yeah. brain. I took a computer graphics course and like one of the things they made us do was to illuminate an area and I was like, okay, okay that's the flashlight in Half Life One. I made that in a day in my okay. computer graphics okay. course. Okay. And I don't Randy. like it. Okay, Randy Pitcher. Uh it's funny because I know exactly what you mean with the flashlight, yeah. but I could not put into words. It's very difficult. It is broken the way you say it is yes. broken. Yes. 
It is yeah. very difficult because like the flashlight illuminates an area around your cursor, but that's how every <laughs> other flashlight and every other video game works. It just does it in a way that doesn't light things up at all. It yes. lights up a tiny little circle, and it'll light up a tiny little circle a mile across from you if that's where the nearest <laughs> wall is. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. Uh, and it's frustrating. Yep. Yep. Okay. But that's Blue Shift for you. It's fine. It's yeah. o- it's over in like two, three hours. Okay. And then you've got Opposing Force. And this one, the, the Opposing Force, I had some appreciation for. I thought it was pretty fun. It's still kind of a retread. You go to some of the same places. You go to the whole Zen thing again, which I think you even do in Blue Shift for some reason. You just go to Zen because they've got those assets and we got to pad this thing out here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're going to the weird alien planet and doing platforming puzzles again. And I think they're almost identical to the ones that were in the base game, but whatever. Yeesh. But Opposing Force, the gist of it is that you're one of like a uh, task force that's going in to Black Mesa to kind of help what's going on. I don't think you're the military that's trying to kill everyone. I think you're part okay. of some other task force. Yeah. And so it's really cool. It's got like this weird like 80s action movie opening where you're in a in like a ship, a gunship or whatever. Uh and the whole the crew is like talking to each other. Everyone establishes their weird personalities. <laughs> One of them makes fun of you. They're throwing wisecracks around and you're like, "Okay, I know all you guys." All you guys fit into a nice, neat little box in my brain. And so when we get split up and reunite, I can be like, hey, you're that guy. And then you'll die, and I'll be like, oh, that guy died. No. Move on. Okay. Yeah. So Opposing Force was pleasant for that reason. And also, they gave you night vision goggles, which completely eliminated (laughs) the flashlight problem. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, do these two expansions expand the lore really, or is it just like level pack? They somewhat do. Uh, Blue okay. Shift doesn't really. You save a couple scientists, so it's kind of established that scientists got out of the whole situation. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, the interesting one I think is Opposing Force because G-Man is following you around in Opposing Force as well, okay. and you're playing as a character named Shepard, who I found out. Because uh, I was very curious. I kind of had a weird affinity for the Shepard character. I don't know why, but I did. And it turns out that that's just, you know, everyone on the internet like Shepard. And uh, apparently Randy Pitchford named him Shepard because he wanted it to be kind of like Freeman, where there's two words. And uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, Shep and Hard. And he spelled it S-H-E-P-H-A-R-D. And he said he chose that spelling because the second syllable would be hard. And he liked that. Good job, Randy. God, Randy Uh, Pitchford. What a man. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, the G-Man comes around and, like, uh, basically grabs you at the end of Opposing Force, I think, and he, like, makes you go into some alternate dimension or something. So that kind of establishes that Morgan Freeman isn't the only special individual when it comes to the G-Man and his attention. Yeah. But uh, I also went on some wikis and found out that they, like, don't know what they're going to do with Shepard. They were initially planning something with him, but I guess they're not anymore. And they said that he exists in some weird middle ground between canon and non-canon. So that's they said if the G-Man <laughs> comes up with something to do with him, yeah. then he'll have something to do. Some VR game down the line, sure. There you go. Why not? Okay. okay. Half-Life Shepard. Uh, Shep hard. <laughs> yeah. One more time. One more take, please. Uh, go ahead. Shep hard. Thank you. Michael, have you played Hello. any of the Half-Life games? Nope. 
I would be so curious what you think of them in mm. 2020, having never played any of them. Ooh. I agree. Hmm. They're very good games, I think. Still? Hmm. Still? Still? Mm-hmm. Christian, still? Yeah. Still? Still? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but uh, when Orange Box came out, dude, mm-hmm. that was like the happiest day of my entire life. Actually, when Half-Life 2 came out, that was like Ooh. the happiest day of my entire life. And then when Orange Box came out, I was like, this is the happiest day of my life again. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I one of my favorite, <clears throat> probably my favorite game launch memory is Half Life Two, uh, and just watching Steam explode. <laughs> yeah. And being kind of like disappointed because I couldn't play the game, but also just being like, "This is so cool. Everybody's getting this game, and they don't know how to handle it." And then finally firing it up, and I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that was a good day." For That's great. Um, Christian, do you have yep. any other games you'd like to talk about before we move on? No, I can't really think of much. I've been playing a lot of this uh, game called Retro Bowl on my phone. So okay. That's been about yeah. 40 hours of my life over the past two weeks. <clears throat> Retro Bowl. Give me the like elevator pitch. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's Tech Mobile. You ever oh. play Tech Mobile on the NES? Yeah. One of my three favorite sports games has to be Tech Mobile. You know, it's Tech Mobile, it's MLB The Show, and it's another sports game that I love a lot that I don't remember. Slugfest. Sure, Slugfest is NHL hits. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, But it's uh, Tech Mobile I was exposed to because I had a cousin over one weekend, and uh, we were just playing around, and I had an emulator on the computer that I would use to play final fantasy and he was like he was like whoa do you have like nintendo games on this and i'm like yeah and he's like can you get a one certain football game and i was like okay i could probably do that so i asked my mom my mom let me use the internet so i used the internet (laughs) to download this rom and put it on a sd card and then plug the sd card into the computer that had the emulators on it and move it on over and we proceeded to play Tech Mobile for like three, four hours. Oh my god! Because it's great. I love okay. it so much. It's just sports boiled down to rock paper scissors. That's it. You choose your play. You throw the ball. Yeah. And then you move on. <laughs> I thought this was a bowling game on your cell phone, but uh, ah, this yes. was a plot twist. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is a okay. football game, except you don't play defense. And you actually have to manually like drag in order to throw the ball. It's still Ooh. that NES kind of aesthetic, the eight bit stuff. And there's also some more complexities later on there. You got to hire players at the end of the season. You got to oh, make Jesus. sure you uh, maximize your salary cap that you have available to you. You got to hire <laughs> offensive and defensive coordinators so that your team's in tip top shape. Make sure to get those training facilities good in in a good shape so that your players don't end up getting injured too easily. You got to keep them all happy. Yeah, the great thing was is that for some reason the Google Play Store served it up to me. I downloaded it uh, for free, and it lets you play like the first couple weeks with your team for free, and mm. then after that you pay a buck, and then you pay, just play the rest of it. Mm. Uh, there are microtransactions to buy Coach Coins, but those Coach Coins come <laughs> so easily and readily that yeah. I never felt pressured to buy any of them. And I'm enjoying running my team and bringing them to ten Super Bowls. And my dad is sitting in his armchair late at night with the glow of the television watching yeah. some yeah, yeah, yeah. you know late night documentary about 
his son, the coach, who has gone to the most Super Bowls in football history. You know, Lil Pinkhouse starts playing and then roll credits. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's it on my front. Thanks okay. for listening to me ramble for two minutes about a bad mobile game. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, Michael. Yes, hello. Hi. What's, what's yes. going on my in your world? Uh, well, you see, there's this thing called the Corona. No, I'm joking. Um, <gasps> I played Crash 2 for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a about weird noise you made, Christian. Uh, wait, Crash what? Bandicoot the second? Uh, yes. Crash Cortex? Bandicoot 2.8 Remix. What is... Wait... Is it Wrath of Cortex? What is the fourth game's subtitle? I think the, f- the fourth game is Wrath of Cortex. The second yes. game is Cortex Strikes Back. Cortex That's stupid. Back. Crash is stupid. Oh, video games <laughs> yeah. are stupid, Michael. How how's your how's your silly game going? <laughs> uh, I still think Crash Two is probably one of the best games of all time. Okay, but where's Tom? I, I came away from it feeling real good about it. Where's I was Tana? like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Where's Tana? Where's Tana, Michael? Oh, wait, which one's Tana? Oh, is Tana the the girlfriend character from the first one who mm-hmm. everyone realized was a bad idea and dropped in the second game? Actually, canonically, she's off dating Pinstripe Potoru. What? <laughs> yes. She's dating Pinstripe from the first game. Okay. Weird. Sure. He was also in right. Team Racing. Yes. Did you get all the boxes? Oh. Uh, I've been doing some of that. I did. You see, I kind of, I went through the game. I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to get as many gems as I can. Got him. And my first run, um, without having to, you know, belabor any points or go back and, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. spend hours and hours on one level for the shiny thing. Right. And uh, I went through it, so I just played it to kind of up to the final boss and. At that point, I decided, you know, getting all of the gems, all like 47 of them, I think, or 42. It's like either 37 or 42 or 47. I forget the exact number. Um, But I decided that, you know, that seems like that's going to take this game that I enjoy playing and I have fun with and I love and turn it into a chore and a numbers game and <laughs> optimizing fun and I'm not about that and I've decided that I'm I'm going to call it now that I've I've gotten most of the gems and and beaten beaten the cortex boss yep you michael you've made me so proud on this date you made the right decision <laughs> you are an adult <laughs> I could hug you right now. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I have the the bandwidth anymore to sit there, sit down and do like... <laughs> no, yeah. Because like as a kid, I used to go through, depending on the game, I'd try to do the, like if it was an Assassin's Creed game, all collectibles, buy all the swords, <laughs> get all the flags and stuff like that. The and I, I don't have that that bandwidth anymore. Your, Michael, your mother is going to be in a coma in that, in that, what is it, the state or whatever? She's up in the villa in a coma because you haven't gotten all the feathers yet, Michael. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't you care about I haven't your gotten all the flags. We can't reclaim Rome for the assassins if we don't get Assassino. all the flags. Assassinos. It's true. It's true. Uh, how can we save Istanbul? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Without the feathers and getting old Tiger's sword. Ooh. 
but no, I, I, I really enjoy it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to turn this into... I don't want my final memories of Crash Bandicoot 2 <laughs> to be to be stressing over perfect times to get like the the relics because you have to really do like a perfect run to get yeah. a lot of those. You do. It seems like they're demanding like everything work out exactly as it's supposed to for mm-hmm. you to yeah to get the platinum relic and then get that shiny trophy at the end. Which props to you, Christian. I I'm very impressed that you did it because I cannot. For me, that's just part of the fun. Like, I get to the end, and then I'm like, man, I just want to do it again. So then I'm like, I'll get all the gems, I'll get all the boxes, and then after that I'm like, man, I still don't want this to be over, and then I'll get the Mm. relics, and then I'll be like, oh, I guess it's over. It's kind (laughs) of sad. There's no more trophies to get. I guess I'm done. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Except you (laughs) were thinking about buying it again, right? Yeah, I would absolutely buy it on Xbox One just to, you know, so that I know that my next playthrough wouldn't be meaningless. It would be cataloged and immortalized into my Achievement Gamer score. But, (sighs) alas, I have not made that jump yet. I like that uh, it's like it's like the two uh different viewpoints and i i respect both of them and you guys can both get fun out of a video game in your own way absolutely you can hmm what a feel good time yeah i came out of it kind of hating crash 2 and <laughs> bitter about the whole experience so <laughs> really why what happened uh, just, tell me your woes spin me your yarn this is a bad version of this game and i hate what they've done mm. to it and it just made me not ever want to play crash 2 again what did they do to it that that earned your spite so much oh the art style the time trials the physics the movement everything about it crash's voice when he says whoa isn't right <laughs> Hmm. Whoa. He says. That was pretty good. Immortalize that. that. Save that. Save that as a wave file. (laughs) I'm gonna make that my ringtone. But Michael, you dot flax. Um yes, what? Hi, hello. (laughs) Dot flax on my iPhone. Uh are you going to play Crash Bandicoot one or Crash Bandicoot three, The Wrath of Cortex? Maybe. I Okay, there, I say maybe because for starters, there's just a bunch of other games I'd rather play. Sure. Um. Yeah, and the other <laughs> side of that is that yeah. honestly, Crash Two is probably the best in the series, and it would feel weird going from this high to like <laughs> motorcycle chases or I yeah. and I, I or whatever Crash One is because I don't feel good playing Crash One. Yeah. It's yeah. not hitting the nostalgia things. Sure. It feels a little less developed compared to two. Definitely. Yeah. And I just kind of like the 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 presentation of two overall. I like the warp rooms. I like the mm-hmm. levels. I like all of that so much. And then to kind of strip all of that away for just another like competent platforming experience feels kind of weird. Sure. Sure. And feels kind of like feels retroactive in a way. And three, I just I worry three is not going to hold up. Oh, so. yeah. But how many competent platform experiences are you even able to have these days, Michael? Mm. We're so starved for them. Uh, are we? 
Uh, I defer to Christian, who I know has played more platformers from the last five years. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Ukulele, uh, everyone's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these days... Well, I'm thinking, like, Hat and Time. Oh! Stuff like that exists. Yeah. Hat and Time's rad. These days, most platformers uh, are just indie Metroidvanias. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Or remakes of PlayStation 1 games. (gasps) Yes, yes, yes! Ori and the Will um, of the Wisps, out <laughs> soon. A preload now on your Xbox. Available now as part of Game Pass. That is out soon, isn't it? Yep. I think like two, three days. Yeah, I think it's the 11th. Ooh, ooh. Mm. I might get Game Pass again for that. Ooh. What do you think things. is the next uh, the next uh, classic 3D platformer to get remade? Croc. Everyone's favorite, Croc. The Jersey Devil. Um, Glover. What happens if they remake the Sonic Adventures? Uh, they did already. It would be a remake of a remake. Oh no! Uh oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. We can't go down oh. that hole. No. Oh. The Sonic. Oh. Hole. Michael, tell me okay, about your yeah, Sonic. We're gonna. Hole. I'm gonna close. <laughs> I'm gonna close the Sonic hole before we go too deep. Um. <laughs> did they ever remake Banjo Kazooie? Yes. <laughs> did they put it really? on xbox and made it look uglier and then they mm-hmm. replaced huh. the nintendo logo in the intro oh. cutscene with a microsoft studios logo i'm so freaking excited <laughs> that feels like that would be bad it is bad. Feels like if i had nostalgia for the series it would feel gross Ooh. trying to map it already the... <laughs> feels gross out turning on crash bandicoot and having the activision logo yeah oh, yes rather than like the the box yeah it's like screw yeah. you um what is the worst of that era platformer you think they will someday remaster and is it gex 3 <laughs> i don't think you could remake gex 3 i don't think culturally it would be acceptable <laughs> i I, I don't know, because okay. so much of that is, like, jokes about peeing in the snow, and then... Yeah. I'm pretty sure that game ends with banging the... with having sex with the uh, the, the, the woman oh, you save. Oh, the wow. Baywatch lady? Having gex with her. Gex. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Gainal gex. Uh, uh, do you... I would... I would play a remake of Rayman 2. Ooh. That could be very cool. Mm-hmm. Throwing that out there. <laughs> they remade that already, though. Ah! They remade it two times. Mm-hmm. Oh, my what God. What if they redid Donkey Kong 64? No. No. Do you think no, anyone has no. the... You Do think not. you think they've got the, the will for that? You think Don't anyone's got the... those words, Michael. Got the, uh... The, the, uh... The gumption? You know. The lankiness? Yeah. <laughs> the lankiness. Uh, re-recording the DK rap... Only this time with features. Mm. I hate it. I hate it. The DK rap featuring Migos. Iggy Azalea is Trixie Con. Hey, <laughs> I have never seen someone go through the experience of playing that game now and being like, yeah, my nostalgia hold- holds up. <laughs> Donkey Kong 64? Yeah. Every single time it's like, oh... <laughs> uh, that game's a nightmare. Mm, mm, mm. 
I have got a yellow DK64 nostalgia. Oh, Christian. I'm afraid to revisit it. I'm afraid. It does seem like it would like tap into your brain in a way. Yeah, I'll watch 12-minute cutscenes and then be like, whoa, that's right. There were entirely separate islands. This game is way bigger than my little brain could even comprehend. Yeah, yeah. But that's, feel, that's not going to hold up. I feel like my image of Donkey Kong 64 is just this small Squawk. microcosm of watching someone play it. Squawk. And the entire time it's like, what's this happening? doesn't look like it should yeah. function. I don't know what's going on. Where do you go? Uh, <laughs> what? Which honestly feels like other games, though. I feel yeah. like there's other games out there that have that same kind of air to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So much of that feels like it's an experiment yeah like we weren't supposed to see it or it wasn't done or but it 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 can't i i I agree with you completely but they they knew how to make a game like that yeah yeah they did they had done it before and then we we flew too close to the sun we made it so each banana you had to be the specific monkey to get it and then (laughs) i don't know man it runs at like two frames a second it's just like does it really yeah, because oh, that no. was the whole thing was when it came to the Wii U, it ran at a solid like 30 frames and people are like, oh my God, I can play Donkey Kong 64. Really? Yeah. Wow. It had the expansion pack even. It did. Hmm. That game took over so much of my brain at the time because I just <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't figure out so many parts of it and I tried so hard. Yeah. Like there's one, like I would, I would get to a switch and I wouldn't know how to press the switch. So like for the next week, I would just dream about this switch and all of the things that could be behind the door that the switch was blocking. Right. Right. And I would just dream about it. I would dream about being in this weird land as tiny Kong and not knowing what's happening. And it'd be insane. Yes, exactly. Or like even in the beginning, like the first area of the game, pretty much the first like level you have to hit three coconut switches and there's yeah. one where you try and hit it but the draw distance isn't yeah. is is too yep. close so you can't hit the switch so i didn't yep. know what to do so i just wander around that spot for five hours until i figured out that you just kind of have to w- hit it at a very awkward angle and you get a Good golden game. banana <laughs> great game oh, one of like banana. a billion golden bananas yep yeah uh, <laughs> I want to play it sometime. Oh, I feel like I need to experience it. I'll mail you. I'm already a on a kick of bad platformers. I might as well get into this one too. Yeah, yeah. I need that Sonic 06 opinion there, Michael. Ooh. Oh yeah. I need the yeah. pain. Yeah. Oh, so I'm at the part right now where the tornado shoots cars at you and you can't see them. That is my least favorite But they're still shooting part. cars at you and you're in that like long straightaway where you're running yes. really fast for some stupid reason. And speed up! And like, yeah. And and then you game over a bunch and then you have to restart at the top of that level and yep. like the top of that level is like a skateboard section yep. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you and Shadow the Hedgehog decide, oh, we have to team up. If we can do this together, we can do this. So now you're suddenly skateboarding, and yep. you get to the end of that, and then you have to jump. It's like you're on that part where now where there's a bunch of platforms that are shooting through the city on like winds and stuff like that, fiery winds, <laughs> yeah. and there's monsters and stuff, <laughs> and like the camera fli- like fritzes out at you, and you say yeah. you fly off the ledge or yeah. something, yeah. or you get a little over too zealous because you pushed a one too many times, sure. and it shoots you over the ledge, or I. I don't know. This game doesn't feel like it functions. I feel it feels so out of control the entire time. It's out of control. No, I I mean that not in the cool Sonic the Hedgehog way. Oh. Like in a uh 
like it feels as though you're there just to push buttons and hope you hit the button at the right moment yeah. rather than actually try to figure out a way around this level. Because so much of it, it's like you jump onto a thing. So then you're bouncing back and forth between these, those like bouncy stars till you hit like the, the, the sprinting platform accelerator or whatever. And it shoots you to the next one and the next one, you right. jump across the map. So much of it, it seems like it's just here to throw you into these fast situations. You have no control over Yes, that it, sometimes shoots you off the ledge too but that's something else entirely and it, it just the whole thing feels like it doesn't work the whole game feels so like you're not in control but the thing but when the game is supposed to be in control it's not in control yeah uh then you get to like solana and stuff like that and you're doing these side missions and it's like walk the dog to the owner or you find all the kids and just so much of, i don't know it feels like we're not supposed to be seeing this game. I it yeah. feels like it was as unfinished as everyone says it was. Yeah. You don't And then Eggman it. looks like a person. Why does Eggman look like a person? What's ah! wrong with that, Michael? He's got like weird normal human features but a giant yes. comically large mustache. Yes. Uh, ah! Just like what do you think of this film? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh do you have pictures of Elise hanging up on your wall? Not yet. Okay. I've been looking for the the Elise picture to hang on the wall. She can't cry, Michael. <sighs> She's so delicate and fragile. She is. I want to protect her. And then, like, ah, uh, mm. why why does tails shoot rings? When was this a Your thing they established, rings. Michael? Why have you played Chaotix, Michael? Why are they dummy rings? Because they're not real rings, Michael. It's so obvious. But why is Tails shooting dummy rings? <laughs> there, there's the question. Why is Sonic on a like on a on a snowboard? Did they play Gex Three and think this was a good idea? Why does dummy he need rings. that? He's like a supersonic hedgehog or whatever. It's not supersonic till the end, Michael. Mm. Okay, either way. But why? What is the point of this? <laughs> what is I, the point of this? What is any the point of any of this? It was Sonic's no 25th use. anniversary. Oh, and then there's the Silver the Hedgehog fight where you approach him, he picks you up, throws you against a wall, and then runs by you and picks you up and throws you again. Yeah. And it's like you can't approach him. You have to... It's not ah, it, feels like, it feels like when you progress in this game, you, at times you are exploiting it in ways that maybe you shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't like it. All no. of it feels not good. Yes. Needless to say, I'll finish it, but like... Okay. You say that now? Ah. All three stories plus the secret hidden fourth story, Michael? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not really that long of a game, all things No, it considered. doesn't seem that long. I feel like I, I'm already I'm already like a third of the way through the Sonic levels, and that oh. seems yeah. like not a whole lot's happened, so I imagine it gets pretty <laughs> it fast g- with... <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same levels each time. It gets to points yeah. where it's just like... They they didn't want to make a level, and they're just like you just glide over to the exit, and it's like you beat the level in thirty seconds. S range, yeah. and it's like oh, so look forward to that. Yay, the Soliana boys. Uh... Yeah, yeah, and then the load times. I feel like people complain about the load screens and stuff, but my God, it's pretty. Bad. To do the side mission, it's like okay, you queue up. You go talk to the person, and you get like this weird, like ah, he like makes squeaky noises while he talks. What? Like ah, what? 
<laughs> and and you get you 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 get the loading screen then, yeah. and then you get like another jumps back to them talking again, so you get like one text box. Yeah. And then you hit the loading screen again. Yeah. And I it just I I don't yeah. know. And it's like the music cuts in for a bar because you're <laughs> yeah, you like, get a bar of this generic ska song <laughs> or this like baroque jazz song. It's like here's a harpsichord, but also smooth four by four beats. The Sonic series is known for good music. I just want to yeah. put that out there. I just want to put that on the table. You know, yeah. and honestly, you know what? And honestly, for the most part, the music doesn't bother me. It's just weird no, it's to have these little bursts of it. Yeah. Like, that feel like that feels like the most competent part of the game at the moment. <laughs> the music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That and okay. I don't know. Some of the cutscenes look like they work. Like they spent a lot of resources on the cutscenes. They probably should have spent on the actual game. Yes. Mm. Yes. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Make it worse. People wouldn't talk about Sonic Six if it was competent. Mm. Oh, I don't know. People talk about Sonic Adventure a lot. If it was and... comp. I guess that's not competent either. I don't hear a lot about Sonic Lost World or something like that. That's the one where I'm like, no. that just kind of came and went in my brain. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It got a PC port, and I remember people were like, oh, yeah, that's good. And then it just disappeared again forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the night one? <laughs> that's a great question. Oh, my God, help. <laughs> it's the Mario Galaxy-ish one for the Wii U, right? Oh, uh sure huh with like the it introduced those weird looking bad guys that showed up in the racing game again yeah 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 Yeah. sonic colors yes sonic and the sonic boom sonic boom yes there's like four sonic boom games that's not gonna be fun Mm -hmm. Uh, that's terrifying the we we're almost to sonic medieval game but first it's sonic and the arabian knights an evil genie has trapped Sonic in the past, and Sonic and the princess must escape. Uh, I feel like these games are just a roulette re- wheel now. It's just yeah. bet on it's red. Like, let's see where it lands. Uh, We're gonna I make our like money I back. Haven't... Let's hope so. Since poetry on the fridge, and it's just like Sonic genie <laughs> cast we, and it's like okay, here's your game. Uh, I don't know. I. I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't feel like it's anywhere near as bad as what you guys experienced having having actually played every Sonic game up to this point. But I feel like I've played maybe five Sonic the Hedgehog games, and only one of them is good, and I played that 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and since oh. then, it's always, it's been these, like, Nightmares. Sonic Adventure, yeah. Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic 2. Oh, Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, Sonic Two is actually good. I will way back when. I will defend Sonic Adventure One as a good game. Ooh. I won't. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. That game's terrible. That game's awful. I agree with you, but I also take the opposite opinion. Mm-hmm. That it is good. Do you remember the the president sequence? Or was that two? That was two. They're blur. Yeah, that was two. What was one? What happened in one? The cow? One like, you went the to cow? the woods and it went, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they looked up, <laughs> quick, get us, get us the, uh, the, the, the generic, uh, 
stock music folder for ethnic music yeah yeah it's like open up encyclopedia britannica on your pc (laughs) open up the cd folder and drag some music out of there uh i love that yeah i'm not defending that game that game's horrible no yeah and then the mm, mm. welcome to station when you fight knuckles and the only time you fight knuckles is like when you fight knuckles you just have to jump on him a bunch yeah he says just push a a bunch of times oh no Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Chaos! Uh, oh, Michael, you wouldn't understand. You just don't get it, man. <sighs> Video maybe games. Maybe I get it too well. Too um, well. Michael, we're running out of time. Do you have any other games you would like to discuss? Not particularly. I don't know. I revisited Pokemon X. Mm-hmm. Decided to try to actually finish it since I don't know. I was playing through it. I logged like 40 hours, got the one of the big legendaries and was approaching the Elite Four. And then I just kind of stopped. Um, probably because of life <laughs> reasons. Sure. So I went back to it and now I'm just kind of going through it. I beat the Elite Four and wrapping up the Pokedex and stuff like that. And it's a good time and I enjoy it. Is this Hawaii game? Mm-mm. No, no, no. This is oh. the one where it's like, france oh is this before hawaii game yep mm-hmm. okay this is the one just before hawaii game first oh, okay. fully 3d navigation yeah it's three yep yeah <laughs> sick before everyone was like i hate game freak because they didn't have enough time to put in all the pokemon and they just reuse the models and they reuse the animations i have this youtube video to prove it what are you doing game freak though they were right though <laughs> those videos were at did they or did they not please fact check me here come out with a season pass you pay for that reintroduces some of the pokemon that they didn't put in the first time <laughs> they did Oof. pretty sure they did but it okay. also doesn't bother me that i guess i don't know i feel like people who played the pokemon games for completionist sake are crazy people no my it's fine to be complicit in crimes that's cool that's cool <laughs> whatever no, it's just do, like man. that's fine. I don't know if you're because if you're sitting down and you're trying to get the full national decks or something like that, or you're trying to get every Pokemon for like the point of the game. Purpose. Yes, okay, sure. Yes, the point of the game. Sure. Yeah, but to do that is all the tagline of Pokemon, I mean... Michael. Please, <laughs> no. Okay, Tucker. To do that, you already had to own both copies of like oh, I'm with you. as it comes out. You're, you're you have to have a friend who can trade things with you. <laughs> you have to rig this in a way that lets you. Uh huh. You know, collect all three starters. So, like, okay, you have your friend, and you tell him, okay, we're going to have you do pick the starter, and then you go, like, the first five levels or whatever. You, you make sure you fight the first gem so you can get to trading. Uh-huh. And you do that six times so you uh-huh. can have every starter Pokemon. Sure. This is what you have to do anyway. Okay. I guess the system's already broken, so I don't. it doesn't bother me. Okay, that's fair. Uh... Like, going through this, there are so many times where it's like, Here's all these new Pokemon this generation. Some of them are pretty cool. To get them, you have to make sure that you have this item in your bag, and it's this time of night, and you trade this Pokemon with your friend who has to trade this particular Pokemon to evolve it. Mm-hmm. And it's there's so many of these special cases like that. It's just like it's, if, you, if you're going into this trying to catch them all, you're as, an insane person. Just as have fun. the subtitle of the series <laughs> implores you to do. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. But the, it made. I guess it also kind of made more sense earlier when all you really had to worry about was that trading thing rather there than were like ten this of them. weird. And it's like, okay, yeah, I got the guy that's a rock. Cool. Mm-hmm. The rock with fists. The rock yeah. with fists. 
I got yeah. the rock that's a snake, but it's rocks. Cool. Yeah. I've got the snake, but it's a snake. I'll get my link cable and we can trade them. I got the yeah. Pokeball, but the colors are switched. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leave it alone, man. Okay. I've evolved my Pokeball so the colors are normal again. Wait, no, they aren't. They'd actually be switched. We really must be moving on. <laughs> Michael, uh, thank you. Huh. Huh. I hope you should beat it by next time so I can ask you, what's the end of a Pokemon game like? Oh, I've already beaten the Elite Four. Oh. At this point, I'm just mopping up. Ooh. Mopping up? Mm. What do you do? I don't understand. Um, evolving some of the Pokemon I wanted to um, evolve, leveling up what I can, and then uh, just going in to try to get the last, like the last of the major legendaries, which I think at this oh. point are... I think there are three final like post-game boss Pokemon. Okay. Okay. And I'm just kind of going through that, and once that's done, it's like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go divert my attention to some other 60, 70-hour <laughs> yeah. bullshit game from Japan. Cool. Like Ease. Ooh. Legend of Yeah, something. like Ease. Uh, or I'm thinking, I, I have a couple that I'm ooh. that I'm mulling going ooh. back to and trying to finish. Monster Hunter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, more Monster Hunter. No, I've got a few. I've got a few that I started that I just feel like, you know, It'll be good to to scratch some stuff off the bucket list. Yeah. Do you uh, do you think it's okay for us as a society to say, I've played some of this game and I'm not going to play anymore because if not, I have some Death Stranding to go play. Ooh, yeah, I think it's okay. 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 Death Stranding is one of the games I'm going to probably go back and finish though this year or try Ooh. to. Okay. I can't make promises because yeah. the last time I tried making promises, I said I'd beat that game where the kid wears the clown shoes and... <laughs> Smacks things with keys. And... Oil. Uh, Here we are. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a lightning round of what Tucker's been up to. Yes. I've been playing read a bunch of comic books from the 80s, Ooh. you guys. So here's what happens, right? So you have like 40, 50 years of DC Comics history, right? And it's crazy because there's like, you have all these different artists and all these different storytellers and they're all creating these stories, you know, with these same characters where it's like Batman, but it's like this guy's Batman and this guy's Batman and this guy's Batman. So what they do, right, are you with me, is in like the mid 80s, they had this huge event in the comics and it's called Crisis on Infinite Earths and what it is, is this guy called the Anti-Monitor is fighting the Monitor. And what the Anti-Monitor does is he creates this wave of uh, dark matter, I think it is. And um, what happens is all the universes split. So there's this, there's these infinite Earths. And there's this mm. crisis happening there, you see, where these waves of antimatter come through and they just destroy everything. They, it's so crazy. Because it's like a comic book, but it's like this super grim, realistic depiction of death because it's just this wave of white nothingness. And you just watch just like pages and pages and pages of just people going, no, and then their loved one just like, like sinks into the ether and is gone. And it's crazy. And there's this guy called the pariah and he is cursed to witness the worst events happening forever so he just shows up when something really bad is going to happen he's like no i hate this i hate this and then he watches it happen and then he like starts to fade away and he's like no they're taking me somewhere else it's crazy everybody was on cocaine in the 80s and they made this <laughs> insane comic book um, uh... <laughs> so 
But they did that because they needed to fix the fact that they could not have a cannon because everything was a nightmare for decades. So mm. it's like conceptually, I love it because it's just like, okay, what happens is we have this crisis on infinite Earth, and then at the end, there's just one Earth. Right, but this is like, I, I, I guess I would say I hope you enjoy this trope because it it happens. And it, it happens. happens a lot. And it happens. Yeah, and they keep calling Are it. Are you like... <laughs> ready for Flashpoint or whatever yes. the one where the Flash goes back in time to reset the universe? Dude, spoilers. Or are you ready for the Marvel one where the universe ended uh, again? Yes. Or no. the snap. Or... Yeah. The snap, yeah. Yeah. The snap feels no. like this again for reals. Uh yeah. Um is this the is this where you get Superman being raised by Joseph Stalin? No. Cuz that seems bonkers. That I have not run into, but that sounds very interesting. Uh It's like a, I think they just made a movie out of it, like one of those DC animated movies. Oh. Where Batman in where Batman and Superman have Russian <laughs> It's me and <laughs> He shoots the missiles. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we must do this for good of proletariat. That's right. Uh, uh, hmm. I'll let you know when I get there, Michael. For okay. sure. Because that seems bonkers, and I like it. I like where they were going with it. <laughs> well, I don't know. It feels like DC has the potential to tell all these kind of real cool... Like, they set their universe up in a way to tell all these really cool narratives and stuff like that. They do. And uh, it's weird that the, the actual movie multi-million dollar movie empire sucks can't capture it (laughs) well the the thing naive me before i started reading comics was like oh man gaslight batman where he's like trying to find jack the ripper that sounds great or it's like ninja batman it's like oh man that would be so cool to see batman in a different context and every single time i'm disappointed by it because it's just like why should i care Gotham by Gaslight is one of only two Batman uh, graphic novels that I have read. Oh, did you watch the movie available now in DC Universe? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would put... I did watch Batman Ninja and that was kind of not great, but... I watched a little bit of that and it seemed terrible. I don't like the CG animation. No! CG anime sucks. But, uh, uh... I don't know. You've you've made me interested enough to want to try to give it a go again. Because like I remember things like Justice League as a kid and Static yeah. Shock and thinking these were cool. Sure. Teen Titans was cool. DC sure. Universe has something cool going on. Yeah. I just I like immediately after the Crisis stuff. It's just they got to reintroduce these heroes in a very super positive not yet the 90s super dark cynical thing (laughs) where frank miller yet yes exactly where it can just be like superman is a good guy and that's cool and Mm -hmm. he can joke around with lois lane or whatever and it's not just like but he's a god what if he turned on us it it doesn't do that yet he's just a stupid comic book guy and it's fun and i like it (laughs) you know uh I don't know when that goes away. It's very soon, extremely soon, I think. <laughs> do you think does the comic do the comics kind of wean that out though? Like you get these one-offs of like Killing Joke and stuff, and then the yeah. rest of it's like really pulpy. Yes, I think so. But those are all going to start happening, and then by like the early '90s, I'm sure it's just like Spawn. Ooh, but that's so <laughs> weird because that happens at the same time as like the the 
Batman animated series or Justice yeah. League and yeah. stuff. And that's so much more peppy, accessible. <laughs> yeah. Peppy. Yeah. Enjoyable. Likeable. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Likeable. Likeable is a good way to put it. Um, I don't know. I, you just kind of take the good with the bad with comics. I think you just kind of have to, you're in for the, you're in for yeah. the, the, <laughs> so question. Stew. Yes. So you've been going through crisis on infinite earth. Do you, does, does the, the idea of universe resets dull the story for you at all? Oh, where it's like, kind of... there's no stakes because they could just flip the switch at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause that's, that's, that stalled me going through Marvel when I, cause yeah. I did that with, so I was reading Miss Marvel and I liked it. And then I got to a point where it's like, oh, we're just going to reset the universe. And they do the same with the Miles Morales stuff. And it's like, why? Yeah. yeah. What are the stakes? Right. Why Why do I care if I can just watch? It's like, oh, this is terrible. They're just going to have Thanos snap his finger or something and everything <laughs> will be back to normal anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's Dragon Ball Z rules, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, Dragon Ball Z They can rules. wish anyone back to life and they do. So why does this yeah. matter? It doesn't really, but you're just here to have fun. And yeah. Okay. That's cool. And I think it's better or it's easier to look back now and know that they will reset it here and they will reset it here because it lets you just kind of compartmentalize this, you know, mm-hmm. seven year span or whatever. And it's just like I can just enjoy these stories and I don't need to be yeah. like, oh, they're resetting it again. It's just that it feels weird. I think in contrast to a lot of, I guess, the scale behind these universes too. Yeah. Like there's there's especially now that we're in full MCU twenty something movies mode and stuff like that and like Same we're trained to yeah. to look for this this continuity between everything right it feels weird trying to pay attention to that only for it to you know be kind of whisked away yeah when we reset the universe but I don't even know how people do that with comic books because I'm following a guide that's some poor soul wrote yeah. where it's like here's the 700 issues you should read between this crisis event and this crisis event and even then it's like i don't this canon is weird and hard to follow and i don't mm-hmm. know when anything is happening relative to one another so i don't know how people yeah. like the public buying comic books i have no idea what they go through to make that make sense in their head yeah it's craziness it is comics don't it's make any kept sense me- it's what's kind of kept me at arm's length, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it was, it's like if there was a TV show and it's like, okay, well these 15 episodes are all coming out at the same time and they all are different, but they, you need to watch them all to understand what's going on. If you were to watch any of the other episodes of the 15 going forward and so like Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. You got me there. You gotta play the Fortnites, and then you gotta read the novelizations for the movies to make sense. Pass. Okay, I won't read any more comics. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, let me talk to you guys quick about dreams. Mm, ooh. Real quick. Balloon dreams. Man. Dreams is so cool. Oh my god. Oh my god, Kristen, you had a youthful experience with Little Big Planet that I did not have. I think where ooh. it engrossed you. Yes. Fully. Yeah, there were many years spent at my friend's house where he would watch little Big Planet One trailers and be like, This is it. This is all we're Games. ever gonna need. This is close This the is the one. Yep. <laughs> yep. He was right. Uh 
But then Media Molecule, the people who made Little Big Planet and Tearaway, uh, have made dreams, and it's like it's everything you would want that to be. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like Unity, but worse, and you control it with a controller, so it sucks. But if you can look past that, it's kind of incredible how many tools they've given you in a way where it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? So is the whole thing just like a game editor, essentially? Yes. But it's very soft where it's like, hey, if you don't want to make a game and you just want to be an artist, you know, or I just want to program, I don't want to create art. Like they let you kind of specialize if you want. You don't have to. The goal is not just to make levels. You can make parts of levels or characters or you can program a level or whatever you want to do or all of it if you so choose. How does that all work on like a PlayStation interface? Oh, it's rough, it man. so limited. <laughs> it is. You do not have a mouse cursor, but you have a little imp, right? That you can kind of personalize. And it's basically a, a pointer. It's got like a, it's a little fuzzball and it's got a little antenna coming out the top, right? Okay. Cute. Yes. Yep. Yes. Cute. And yes. unfortunately, or, hmm, because you can control it with the thumbsticks if you so choose, but the default is you are tilting the controller to move it around okay. in the space, which is fine. But first of all, the controllers are not up to the task because it'll start to drift almost immediately. And after about a minute, you are always on the side of the screen with the pointer because it just doesn't know what to do. Or it's just not accurate enough motion tracking where it'll just move on its own over time. Hmm. So you can just hold the options button and then it'll zip back. You reset it which is annoying because you have to do that about once a minute. Um, But it's also just kind of hard wrapping your head around moving in a three-dimensional space using both thumbsticks as well as the motion. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you're moving laterally with the motion, but you're also moving like the depth, like the, what is it, the Z-axis or whatever with the... Mm thumbstick but you're also like you can rotate and it's just like it's it, it can get hard to like try to match something to where you want put it in the space yeah but that's i'm sure just something that happens over time you get better at it but yeah um and it's just like it, it tutorials the game you know i've put maybe 10 hours into this game and it's been almost all tutorials and i have done maybe a quarter of the tutorials you can do um because they are trying to somehow <laughs> Joe Schmo is going to walk into Walmart, buy dreams, and then you have to teach him how to use a 3D modeling software to create a video game. And it's like, yeah. whoa. But they do a really but, good job. And it seems like people have really kind of turned stuff around with it, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's like the dream, dream, dream project for you there, Tucker. Oh, uh, boy. Well, okay, I had this idea, and it was so crushing when I saw somebody else do it, (laughs) which was, you're going to start outside, and you're going to be in front of, like, this very, like, uh, indie game-looking art museum, right? Okay. Like, just very basic geometry, stark white, 
but it would have all this art in it, right? And you would just walk mm-hmm. through this museum. And then there would be a flamethrower at the end. And as soon as you pick up the flamethrower, the music would cut in. And it would go, and then it would just say, kill art in giant letters on the screen. And then you could just destroy everything in the art museum. But somebody took that idea from me, obviously, and made this game where you have to like sneak around in this art museum and destroy everything with a baseball bat. And the guards Ooh. will see you. And I was like, oh. And it's like all built out where it's like scoring you at the end and it's got this whole scoring system. And I'm like, oh, I was never going to make anything like <laughs> this. But hmm. it's it's fascinating seeing what people come up with. It's fascinating seeing how things don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Where people will be like, I made a Sonic level. And then sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really not good. <laughs> and it's kind of fascinating seeing, knowing kind of how the tools work, seeing why and how this doesn't work is really interesting Mm -hmm. uh not that i could even begin to make something as good as one of the terrible sonic levels or whatever but it's like it's just it's a fascinating thing how like limited is it do you think it is limited in that hmm it's limited in that like i'm not hmm it's it's not so Uh, what I mean is in Unity or in Unreal Engine creator thing, I can mm-hmm. point at an object and see all of the variables attached to that object and be like, okay, I want its position to be 30, 30, 30, and then it'll place it exactly where I want it. And you can do that with Dreams, but it's not, you don't have a keyboard. It's like a hassle almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, um, everything... Every object is made of these things, uh, flex, they're called. Everything is made of flex. So if you have a cube, it's made of flex. And if you have a sphere, it's made of flex. And to make like grass or fur, you're just making the flex kind of fleck out some, okay. you know. So, and that's really, that's a super novel way of handling that. And I think it's really interesting, but it's also more limited than... I would like to sculpt or model grass and have it behave like grass because you're not making grass. You're just making a surface where the flecks look like grass because they've been kind of exploded out of that surface. So there's these super interesting workarounds for problems you would have in creating a project like this. But if you are serious about making like a game or something, this is not going to be your avenue for that, you know? Okay. It's always going to be a game within dreams, which is kind of, it has like an asterisk next to it, I think, even though it goes beyond maybe what you would expect something like this. Like you can be very creative and make some really cool stuff here, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be a bunch of indie devs all made their games in dreams now because they're like, this is the way forward. Okay. It's just not that, but compared to little big planet, this is just like, this is crazy. This is like, next level next level type stuff and it's just like it's fascinating so yeah i don't get that much enjoyment out of i didn't like it in little big planet and don't really like it here i just don't like looking at other people's stuff like it's it's interesting it's like a little novelty but i i'm not like i'm gonna sit down for an hour and play dreams like other people's dreams it just doesn't my brain doesn't work that way because there's no uh there's no there there it's just like Here's my crazy physics demo I came up with, and it's like, okay, this didn't... Yeah. I didn't get anything out of this beyond it being cool, mm-hmm. really, so... That's my life. That's interesting. We are very different Dreams players. 
Yeah, Christian, what's your you played the beta back in the day, is that correct? Or yes. you had the beta? Yeah. Yes. Uh I would presumably have the full game if I played it today. Oh, sure, sure. Sure. Um I think it was like the thirty dollar buy in back in the day. Yeah. And they had people like in the alpha and beta or whatever making stuff and so I explored with what the people had already made and I was there playing the creations that were already out there, already put out there in the wild. And I drove a Jeep around through a bunch of interesting <laughs> vignettes for about 10 minutes and then yeah. uh, saw someone recreate the intro to Dark Souls. Uh, but it was just the camera panning around and I was like, okay, that looks like Dark Souls. And then I play a game where you run around as a robot and then I got stuck and then I was like, okay, well, that robot looks kind of cool. And then it kind of just kind of fell off a cliff after that. I played a first person yeah. shooter and that was just a mess. Yeah. Like it was like the aiming was bad. Hit detection wasn't working. And my understanding was that dreams was marketed as, you know, this video game where you can make any video game you want and yeah. you can make a first person shooter. They have a first person shooter template. You can make a platformer. They have a template for that. But yeah. my problem was that none of that stuff felt good. And I grew up playing, you know, all these little big planet one, two and Vita levels, which were basically like these endlessly replayable mini game collections yeah. when you went online, where in little big planet two, people were creating endless runners. People were creating first person shooters. People were creating top down RPGs where you would level up and get higher like HP and attack stats in a video game that was only built to handle 2D platformers, side-scrolling yeah. platformers. People were making this work, and it was great. I was having a lot of fun with that. Or these touchscreen-based minigames on the Vita were really great because not a lot of stuff came out on that platform. And then I played Dreams, and then I'm like, wow, this sure is a janky first-person shooter. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and they probably uh, spent months making that, but yeah, yeah, it's not impressive to me as a player, I guess, who hasn't touched those creation tools as of yet. But yeah. I'm sure it would give me some retroactive appreciation. If yeah, I but it's like it's like if you made itch.io and you just gave everybody a PlayStation controller instead of a keyboard, and then you checked in a couple months later, right? Yeah, when it's just like, okay, I made a bad first-person shooter level. Totally. It's like, okay, good. Totally. And that makes it, like, <laughs> Dreams is appealing to, like, a niche that's just really small in my eyes. Yeah. I can't, like, picture the person, the one individual, you know, Joe Schmo, who has that creative fire within him so much so that he wants to build a video game, but he doesn't have a PC or he hasn't sat down with something like Unity in order to actually build out this creation into something more substantial and yeah. instead just has a PS4 and then buys Dreams and then spends a ridiculous amount of time fuddling around with these less accessible controls or you know less fleshed out controls than you would have with a Unity or even a game maker yeah. and creating this thing so that I can play it for 10 minutes and go, oh, that was pretty fun. And then not give it a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there is something to it where it's easier... Um, it's easier to both... Like, I could never program a level, but I I have programmed very simple levels here, and I could never model something, but Ooh. I've gotten close to, like, modeling. Like, I think the tools are basic 
or understandable enough where it appeals to someone like me who even if i tried with unity i would never be able to really like i've i've messed around with unity before and i just that kind of software just doesn't make sense to me it, it's like math at some point and totally. dreams is no math at all at some point or it, it can be if you want to take it that far but i can just get in there and make like a stupid looking guy with my controller and i think there's there's something there that's cool but i also think yeah it's kind of ironic what you were saying where this is not like this is such a niche thing because i think the the pitch here was this is for everyone this is like the ur game Mm-hmm. Like this should be more accessible than Little Big Planet because it is not tied to it being this kind of janky platformer game. Yeah, but it's totally not. <laughs> I think like they failed or whatever there because mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I don't know. Perhaps to him for not having loading between yeah. in and out of dreams though. When you're hopping in and out of other people's creations, no loading. It's just like whoop. fantastic. I played a game where you played as Carl Pilkington from the, uh, what is that? Who's that guy who hates God and then he was <laughs> crucified on the microphone? Oh, Golden what? Globes guy, British man, comedian. Oh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais? The Ricky Gervais show. Yeah. And you were just Carl Pilkington walking around his hometown and then clips from him on the podcast <laughs> where he describes things happen and it was awesome and then if you do too many at once he just starts talking over himself so there's like 15 audios playing him. You're like what beautiful 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 stuff dreams that's the stuff i would like to get into especially after seeing the donkey video like the stuff where a 12 year old made made a spider-man do a naruto run that's that's the kind of stuff i'd like to see (laughs) it's in there man it's in there uh that seems like a streamer game for sure oh absolutely like one person needs to own that game and everyone will benefit and no one will have to play it. <laughs> um, that's dreams. And then uh, I I have one thing I'd like to close the show out with, which is a philosophical question. Mm. Um, mostly for Michael, because I feel like he would have an interesting outsider perspective on this issue. Hello. Michael. Yes. We're going to, on the socket, which is a YouTube series where we rank every video game ever made, best or worst, me and Christian, and sometimes you, Michael, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be going through and following along with Electronic Gaming Monthly Pack Issues, which right. is a treasure trove mm. of comfort and good vibes, let me tell you, is those <laughs> old EGMs. But, Michael. Yes. Hello. In this quest, there is a lot of especially at the beginning like nes ports of arcade games right okay yep yeah you get where i'm yep. going with this where it's like kind of we are going to cover every game and we're following along with egm but it's like here's the commodore 64 version of double dragon and it's like mm. this is not the version anyone played <laughs> so do we cover double dragon in that format where it's like here's the c64 version or do we cover the nes version because that's the one people played or do we do the arcade version because that's the actual game Hmm. i mean the arcade version is going to be kind of hard for you guys anyway i got quarters (laughs) i gotta go do laundry I've got I've got the eBay bids lined up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I'll be grabbing them cabinets. I don't mean to speak out of turn, but these will all be emulated regardless. So it's not right. really uh, 
an issue there it's just like a <laughs> what is the do we follow what the because like okay i would yeah i would argue you get as historically close to the original as possible mm. okay okay so the first game is 1943 nes version <laughs> which is different okay. from the arcade version in that it has a level up system that the arcade version doesn't have do we need to cover both or one? And if it's one, which one is it? And if it's both, we're not doing them back to back. Our kids can I, do the other one. I would say just cover the console one, but kind of touch on the other mm, if you can. Sure. Does that make sure. sense? Because yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's like you, you, you're both. You know, you're Handsome. normal people. You have day jobs. Yes. I do. You, it is you're you're limited by resources. I don't know if you yeah. can really. It's like if we are up to issue number three and it's 2027 or something. It's like, hmm, this isn't going well. Yeah. Well, that it just seems you know reasonable resource wise. Like I feel like you'd get the gist out of uh, 1943 from the console version. Yeah. Just touch on the fact that, you know, the the level system was not there originally. Yeah. Okay. It seems like the fairest way to go about it. Because, I mean, you're, like, as great as it might be to be able to do this more historically accurate, we go to 1943, <laughs> the cabinet. That would be awesome. Um, In it my seems living a little room. unreasonable for you guys to do that. And it would make more sense to, you know, kind of talk about that, but at the same time focus on... You know what is within your means and what are you capable of talking about and using and sure and really capturing and i don't it just doesn't i guess the the same question would apply if you do if you were to sprocket if you were to socket crash bandicoot are you going to socket the original ps1 crash bandicoot or are you going to go to the remake oh that's not you've got time trials completely and different got, completely different how is that question. completely different how is that completely different question because they're not the same game. <laughs> but also, Crash Bandicoot is a pack of three, so we could not in good faith socket the Crash 1 portion of the Insane Trilogy Crash Bandicoot Remastered Triple Pack because it is mm. not a game. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is a third of a game. Mm-hmm. You've thrown my theory into to a logic hole as the kids say everybody slides out of logic hole yeah i would say personally the best option is just to do the get as historically close as you can and if you can't get dead on to the original then do what comes best in the next follower i guess like the next Mm -hmm. best thing okay so no you're gonna have to be doing tetris here soon yes it sounds like and are you going to be I guess what's the strategy there? Game Boy Tetris? Um, I keep the uh, the straight line block, and uh, I just kind of make a well on the right side of the screen, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. No, but I mean, like, what's the 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 play strategy? Are you going to try to find the original <laughs> Tetris, or are you going to be looking for like a port for the Game Boy? No, no. Maybe that's the easiest one to find as an emulator, or the NES version is the one of note mm. in the magazine. So that was what I was going with. Okay. It's a it's it's uh it's a conundrum really. Uh it is. It's weird. 
Yeah, it is weird. It, uh, it doesn't really apply either now or to other mediums. But uh, in 1989, there were 17 different versions of every game. They were mm-hmm. all different. Uh, there, there are overlaps with other media. Like, do we watch... Oh, which Blade, Blade Runner, Runner do we watch, yeah. man? Which Star Wars do we do? I suppose you're Ooh. right. I hate... So, by this metric, we should always do the original game because apparently they always <laughs> screw it up later on. <laughs> Uh, you see, because I'm gonna. This is gonna be thrown in my face when I say we should do the final director's cut, but that's not the one that originally hit theaters. Blade <laughs> Runner, when we do the Sprocket. So what does that mean when we do? When you guys are talking socket, and you're like, oh, we have to do 1943. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do the C64 version of Double Dragon because apparently it's one of the worst games ever made. <laughs> Maybe you should do that. I guess I would say if you could touch on multiples, do it. If not, just go with whatever. Just go with what feels right. Yeah, just go with what feels right. Okay, final question then, though. Mm -hmm. Say we get to issue four or whatever, and it's like, okay, here's the C64 version of Double Dragon, and then we don't want to review Double Dragon. (laughs) Are we beholden anyway to a review of Double Dragon for a different system because it is in the magazine? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're beholden to every game, period, end of sentence. Regardless. Let's go home. <laughs> this has been Regardless. the XP bar. Thank you, Michael. Well, because that's, that's the promise, right? Every game. I'm sorry, Bev is sweeping up the floor. She's pulling down the weird shutter thing, I guess. That's what bars have, right? Is the mall shutter? Coming, the roadhouse coming to a close tonight. Yeah. Um, I guess just... I. I would say just follow your heart, Gov. <laughs> if at the end of the day you're like, I don't want to play the Commodore 64 version of Double Dragon because it's awful. Yes. I guess my response would be if it's not- notoriously bad, you should at least give it a whirl. Uh, sure. See what's hmm. going on. Yeah. I guess the uh, the bottom half of the characters don't attach to the top half because of a bug. <laughs> and they apologized That's... in the manual. They said, we're sorry. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> That's so, so sad. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My main question is how this looks yes. on the red socket list. Like, are you going to have yes. 1943 yes. parentheses NES? Or that was exactly my plan. Arcade yeah. original? It was going to be parentheses NES, but that feels weird to me, but I don't know what else to do. Uh, I would just socket it all as one game. Maybe socket like the best version of the game. Oh, that's subjective, man. Uh, that is subjective, I know. Oof. But it's like, how many times have you guys played different versions of the same game already? Never. <laughs> that's like, what'd you do for Sonic Adventure? Uh, where one's Dreamcast. a broken mess and the other's at least functional. I played it on my Dreamcast. I tried never to use a remaster as the basis for a socket. Unless it is... The Spyro Trilogy mm. Reignited Trilogy. I forgot you did that. Yeah. Huh. Authorial intent is what I'm all about. Mm. I guess maybe that's the best way to look at it then. Yeah. But that gets Which muddy saved. also. Oh. Yeah, but it saves me when you get when we get to Blade Runner and the Sprockets. <laughs> yeah. Michael will have to save this uh, uh, philosophical discussion for our next bootleg bar where we just talk about the subject for an hour and a half. But okay. thank you for joining us tonight, Michael. Okay. 
Yep. Hello. <laughs> Christian, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This has been the XP Bar, recorded March 8th, 2020. Have a safe one out there. That was kind of grim. Sorry, I'll come up with something better. Uh, Don't get sick. D- mm, corona, thank you. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP bar.